1: You're listening to the Indo Daily. Now, a special episode of our brand new sister podcast, The Bell Tell. In this episode of The Bell Tell, The New IRA. The New IRA represent a tiny minority in Northern Ireland, but with new blood coming through their ranks, their presence will be difficult to erase.
0: If young people in the, in the six counties, have um, been more
1: politicised and in some sense radicalised by the events uh, of recent times, then what's wrong with that? They were critically wounded in the crackdown following their murder of journalist Lyra McKee and Derry. I've lost the person that I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with. And one split second, some idiot with a gun took that away. She was shot dead two weeks ago by the new IRA, who continued to launch attacks more than 20 years after the signing of the Northern Ireland agreement that ended the troubles. But the dissident Republican group continued to operate. booby trap bombs designed to kill police officers.
0: The shooting dead of the journalist Lyra McKee, as she reported from a riot. An explosion in a car outside Londonderry Courthouse. Attacks claimed by the new IRA.
1: What's their thinking? Who leads them? And what are they capable of? Well, in, in every generation, you know, young Irish people have taken up arms against the f- um, forced occupation of our land and that is going to continue regardless. I'm joined by Kieran Barnes, Chief Reporter with The Sunday Life. Kieran, we have spoken about the new IRA on this podcast before, but remind us, who are they? The new
0: IRA are a paramilitary gang who formed in 2012, um, they're coming up to their 10th anniversary here in July. They they initially were an amalgamation of several different dissident groups, um, including Republican Action Against Drugs, a vigilante group based in Derry, um, the Real IRA, and people who turned themselves independent Republicans down in um, East Tarung. They would have also had some people go over in the new area when it was first formed from the dissident group and Ahern, ONH as it's known in the media, so they all came together in 2012. They formed this um, this new gang, this new supergroup, almost um, to what they would see as take the fight to the Brits and and free Ireland from from imperialism. You know these these grand notions that are not never going to be achievable.
1: And politically, I mean. Uh, what is their analysis and what is their strategy? So you believe
0: an armed campaign is justified? Well, I believe that it's inevitable. It will always happen. So long as the country is artificially divided and held by force of arms, people will always um, strike out against that occupation. Well, they, they, they'll tell you that they want to create a 32-county socialist republic. But even if they you know, were to do that, it's a classic case of the dog chasing after the car. You know, once the dog catches up with the car, It doesn't know what to do with it. And if by some miracle the new IRA achieved a 32-county socialist republic, they wouldn't know what to do with it. You know, these are guys who are committed to shooting people, committed to bombing people, committed to taxing criminals. You know, these are the people who you do not want in charge of a country. So, um... The political analysis it's it's based on theories and ideas that were relevant a century ago. Um, they don't fit into modern times, and they're absolutely unachievable. So there's absolutely no reason why the New IRA needs to exist, because its goals cannot possibly be achieved.
1: Well, let's let I me mean, let's let's talk about those theories. There is a political party, SIRU, which is connected to the New IRA. We mentioned, I mean, the classic thirty-two county socialist republic. To compare this to Sinn Fein, for example, where would Siru sit?
0: Well Cyru would see Sinn Fein as sellouts um because Sinn Fein supports the principle of policing and, and sits in the Assembly, which uh enshrines Northern Ireland as part of the part of the UK. There's no getting away from that. Now the Sinn Fein will say they're trying to change it from within, but um the new IRA look at Sinn Fein and say, You support British policing in Ireland, um, you prop up a British uh former British government in Ireland via the Assembly, therefore you're nothing better than uh, a bunch of West Brits. We are witnessing those who claim the legacy of Bobby Sands' progressive republicanism
1: and instead help administer the poverty programme at the behest of the very Tory party responsible for
0: his death. Now, Sinn would obviously I deny that and disagree with that, but that's what the new IRA would say. The new IRA, it's also important to remember that a lot of its membership and including Syria, a lot of people who would be involved in Syria are former members of Sinn Féin, former members of the provisional IRA, who share that analysis that, that Sinn Féin are sellouts. So they they went into the they went the those in the political end went into Seru and those in the more military end went into the new IRA um, feeling that they had been let down by both the provisional IRA and Sinn Féin.
1: And in terms of, the, I mean, I suppose the nitty gritty of republicanism, because I'm interested in what you said there about you know harking back perhaps to a previous age. I mean, how does Siru compare to organisations such as uh, Republican Sinn Fein or even the IRSP, for example?
0: Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be as strong as the IRSP. Siru, the IRSP would have more members. The IRSP, uh, you know, sometimes people wrongly label the IRSP and the NLA as dissidents. That's not the case. The IRSP have been around from 1974, and so is the NLA. So they aren't dissonant Republicans. You know, the first councillors, um, Republican, Republican councillors, ever elected, the council in Northern Ireland were the IRSP. They had two councillors elected in Belfast in the early eighties. So, the IRSP are a long-established group. There's there's still a you know fairly small organisation, but they they've been around a lot longer and they would have a bit of a lot more support, I believe, than than Syria would. Syria would be stronger than Republican Sinn Fein, which is the political wing of the Continuity IRA. That's tiny, and it suffered, and that tiny group has suffered so many splits. It's it's rendered Republican Sinn Fein completely irrelevant. A Cyru would be virginal irrelevant as well, um outside of parts of parts of Derry.
1: They're strongholds in Derry. they they the name is connected with the Craigan. Why is that?
0: Because most of their members live in Craigan. live in the surrounding area so it's just it's an entirely geographical thing the reason why the the new IRA are able to mount sporadic attacks and shootings in Derry is because most of the membership are are based there it's just it's purely geographical
1: do you think that's just by chance? Or is there an ideological reason for that? Or is there a historical reason for that? Why aren't they based in Newry, for example? Why aren't they based in Armagh? Why aren't they based in Fermanagh?
0: The issue with Syria was, if you remember, and, and the new IRA, the new IRA was formed out of an amalgamation of several groups. The real IRA, independent Republicans in East Tyrone, and RAD, Republican Action Against Drugs, which was based in, in the Craigan area, mostly in Derry. So you, So you had that group already in existence. In, in Derry for quite some time all it did was change its name from Rad to the new area so it had already been there it had already been established in in Derry around the you know, the, the mid-noughties late-noughties so when you're talking about 2007-2008 two, th- it had carried out murders in Derry it murdered a guy um, called Andy Allen um, in that period so the, the reason why the new IRA have this stronghold in Craigan, is because that's where RAD was previously and RAD had been established there several years before the new IRA came to the fore in 2012.
1: Let's, I mean, let's talk about the current condition of this group. That's what we're here to speak about today. Um, support is a strange word, I suppose, to use. Sometimes we think about that in electoral support. That doesn't, I mean, sometimes a group can have support of some kind on the ground, which doesn't come through in election. How much popular feeling for them is there in Derry?
0: There isn't that that much. Uh if you look at the parades they have, um they're they're pulling in people from Dublin, they're pulling in people from all around uh, from all parts of Ireland who who we connected to CERU or the new IRA to take part in these parades. There was a rat uh in Derry back in April, um, after a CERU Easter parade, which also had new IRA. Elements involved in it. It, it. This was the parade that occurred on the third anniversary of the new Irish murder of the journalist, Nero McKee. And a lot of those people who were taking part in a colour party, you know, the guys with masks on, um, with berries and glasses, they all had Southern accents, they all had Dublin accents. So that that shows you that um, they're, they're pulling people in from all around Ireland to take part in these parades to give the impression that they are stronger than what they actually are. So when, when you look in Derry, there's probably a hardcore of about thirty or forty IRA members in Derry. Um a couple of hundred Siri supporters, if that. Um so they aren't they aren't that strong, but they are dangerous. You know, they are capable of killing people, they are capable of of, you know, causing mayhem and, and issuing threats and forcing people from their homes. So you might they aren't to be dismissed. It would be wrong to dismiss them. They are they are capable of carrying out extreme acts of violence, and when you have an organisation that's capable of that, you know it's always important to to um, keep an eye on them.
1: So day to day, what what would they what would they get up to? What would they do?
0: Well, nothing really. They haven't they haven't done anything in a while. They've been completely rendered they've been rendered almost obsolete in the last um, two or three years, particularly following the murder of Liam The A decision was made at the highest levels of government after Liam's murder, to close down the new IRA, and since then, in Derry alone, from April 2019, you have 17 prominent dissident Republicans connected to Syria or connected, and this is comments made in court, to the new IRA in some way, who are now facing charges. So, if you've got a membership um, of around 30 or 40 hardcore new IRA members in Derry, and if, as it's alleged by, by police in court, that these 17 are somehow connected, the the to the new IRA that's almost half you know that's almost half the new area that IRA have, have been taken out so you know they um they they're, they're small in number and they have suffered terribly over the past 3 years from placing a proactive policing
1: operations against them. and Lira McKee we've mentioned um Lira a number of times now would it be fair to say that perhaps this group and their ideology may may have had more support before taking her life,
0: I think so, and it's not only a Derry. Certainly down in Belfast, they've killed um, a couple of civilians down in Belfast as well. They murdered a taxi driver in Ardoyne called Michael McGibbon. It was absolutely shameful what happened to that man, and um, they, that they lost a lot of support in in the Ardoyne area. After that, and they obviously murdered Lyra and Gary, and there were, there have been people who would have been on the fringes of that organisation, Republicans who may have been warm the Sierra and warm to the the, the stance that the, the new IRA take, who who walked away and and wiped their hands off the organisation. After that, it was a real own goal. It was, it was an absolute own goal and it's caused them untold damage. And if you were to talk to anyone within the new IRA, they would tell you that. I think they're, they're fairly honest about that, where they would say, you know, this this, this caused major problems. This has been the catalyst for our almost.
1: In terms of violence, in terms of military action, military type action, or just plain violence, how capable are this group still now? They
0: they could they could they could easily kill you. You know they've got access to weapons, but the weapons that they have access to aren't that good. Um, if you look in Derry, the gun used to kill Lyra McKee was a Hammerley. It was basically a target pistol, which um, sports people use. So it was really really low caliber. It'd been stolen during a robbery in Fermanagh some years before a uh, uh, gun shop in Fermanagh. But uh, so this gun is used to kill Lyra McKee. This is the most high profile murder. That take place in Northern Ireland in years. So, and it was it was carried out with a weapon which isn't of much use. So, rather than if the new area had access to any sort of armaments or weaponry, they would have got that gun, they would have thrown it in the River Foil because it was so hot and because this murder was, it drew widespread head, international headlines. So, rather than throw the gun in the River Foil, which anybody with any with half a brain would have would have did. They, they 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 retained it, they kept it. And then lo and behold, a year later, it's discovered. There's DNA discovered on the on the weapon. And Nal Shearan um has since who was described in court as a quartermaster for the new area, has since pleaded guilty to having this weapon. Although he, he has stressed that he didn't know what the weapon was going to be used for, and he's due to be sentenced uh, at the end of this month.
1: Well, it wasn't gonna be used for. Target shooting. No, we, we, no. Having said all of that, and we've discussed the weakness here and etc. of this group and in Belfast, I mean, they, they still seem to be able to get people out in the street. News did say it was from from people from Dublin, but if we look back at the end of April uh, and the 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 Easter Monday writing there seems to be there seems to be some capacity to. Spark off a bit of street trouble there.
0: Yeah, well, kids who grew up and whether it be Republican or loyalist House in the states, if they see a rat, they will be drawn to that like a like a moth to a flame. You know, that's 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 just going to happen. Kids see that they they go, oh wow, look at this. There's there's you know something exciting happened at the end of the street. Let's go down and have a look. And naturally, some of those kids are going to be drawn into that. Now, when you have kids throwing pack-up bombs at PSNI jeeps driving up and down the Craig, not all those kids are going to be members of, of a paramilitary group a lot of that's recreational rat. a lot of that's bored kids going out and just looking something to do and that's, that happens right across Northern Ireland that's not just specific to Derry and um, one of the reasons for that recreational rat, and I think this is an important point worth making is that when it comes to peace dividends from the peace process and from the Good Friday Agreement Derry's left be- has been left behind it really has. Craigans left been left behind, Bauxite's been left behind, other areas of Derry. They haven't benefited from this peace dividend, which um, working class housing estates in Northern Ireland was supposed to after the Good Friday Agreement was signed. There's still social and economic deprivation in Derry on a scale that is incomparable to most other places in Northern Ireland. And until you sort that out, you will always have a breeding ground from paramilitarism and i say that and that's not just specific to Derry; it's um specific to loads of uh underfunded and uh poor areas across northern ireland and there's an onus on politicians they they can help they can help prevent the ground in which the you know, in which fosters organizations like the new area they need to go, go in there get investment in there and show kids in the craig and in the Bogside in the Brandywell, look there's a future for you and if you want that future, we can help you achieve that future.
1: But there are, I mean, there are other areas of deprivation where perhaps you know, distant republicans, for example, haven't taken a hold.
0: I think with Derry too, it's a border thing. You know, Derry's right on the border. You look, you look across, you look up, you look up a street, and you can see Donegal. You can see what's, you can see the Republic of Ireland. So I think that uh, you know, young people living in Derry they see themselves as Irish. They, they live right on the border, so you, they're more likely to get involved. I think in in ways to try and you know achieve unity because they live so close to the Ireland, the people who who live miles from the border. But you make that point here about you know um, about deprivation doesn't always equate into into paramilitarism. But this you know paramilitaries exist in socially depraved areas in Northern Ireland. I can't think of one socially deprived area in Northern Ireland, and I mean really body socially deprived area where there isn't a paramilitary. Element, whether that be republican or loyalist. Um, and I think p- people need to take off the the, the you know the the, the, ro- the rose tinted glasses about what happens in estates throughout Northern Ireland. Paramilitaries exist. Paramilitaries primarily exist in uh, working class housing estates, and the reason for that is because the economic and social conditions allow these paramilitaries to exist.
1: Now, Karen, we've uh, we've previously done an episode on how the MI5 used Dennis McFadden to cripple the New IRA in, in Belfast, if not to completely destroy it. So what is the situation in terms of the security forces and the new area in the dairy area?
0: Okay. Well I have mentioned previously about there's been seventeen prominent dissident Republicans in dairy charged with various offences ranging from murder to ball making the, the ratting since the murder earlier McKay. Um three of those charges three three guys are facing direct and terrorism charges and that results that's resulted from the from the, from, from the Dennis McFadden sting operations where he placed bugs um, for his MI5 spy masters in, um, in rural locations at houses in, in Tyrone where alleged meetings of the New IRA, New IRA Army Council um, were taking place and from that three people from Derry Joe Barr Gary Hayden and Paddy are facing um, terrorism charges now uh, they would be three very prominent dissidents in in Derry now Barr Joe Barr has since publicly renounced violence in court. And because Barr did that, he was put off the dissident Republican wing. And McGabri prison, he was put in with the general prison population. He was threatened and told he had to leave. Even though he's very, very well regarded among among Republicans of all Shane, I must say this about Joe Barr, because he's been involved from in Republic, Republicanism from a young age. And he'd be, he'd be very well got even among, you know, mainstream Republicans. So he's off the wing now. Um McDade is also he's been granted bail he publicly renounced violence as well he he's one of the few who's facing these charges from McFadden to be granted bail so uh, McFadden you know, he crippled he crippled the new area not only in Belfast not only in Tyrone but uh, also, also in Derry, um, and you, you're seeing the outworkings of that now. Where the new IRA have been in Derry, they were quite active there. They were doing bombings, they were doing shootings. Well, attempted bombings, of another bomb seemed to go off by the on, outside say, Bishop Street Courthouse in 2019. But um, you see how it's crippled them. They've been ve- they've been almost inactive. They've been dormant in Derry for quite some time. And that's a result of police and operations against them following the murder of Lyra McKee and the Dennis McFadden sting.
1: And even in recent weeks, one individual was supposedly unmasked by Siru, who claimed he is a police informer and he's now left the city.
0: Yeah, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot would have been in a relationship with a close associate of a, a young dissident in Derry called Jude McCrory. Um, Jude McCrory was previously arrested in connection with the 2019 um, Bishop Street, New York, which which was left outside the courthouse he denied involvement but he has publicly confirmed that he was arrested in connection with it and and he says he's nothing to do with it and there's no charges brought against him you know it's important it's important to stress that but uh, the feeling is among Republicans in Derry that uh, Elliot because he was in a relationship with an associate of Drew McCrory was being used to pass on information on McCrory's movements and who he was meeting with to to his handlers Um, Elliot was exposed um two about six weeks ago what happened there was that his fingerprints were allegedly found on a shotgun um he wasn't charged in connection with the shotgun found the new IRA became suspicious and he confessed that he had been working for for um the special, special brands it's now known as C, C3 intelligence services of the PSni um uh Elliot uh, apparently he threatened to take his own life um Uh, He was stopped from doing so and uh, he went into protective custody and he was taken to London. Now, how Republicans say that the new area were able to work out that he went to London because his iPhone had a tracking device on it and they had a a password for the tracking device and they tracked it to London and then it, it was turned off. So he hasn't been seen since. although. The Belfast Telegraph reveals during the week that he is now facing charges connecting to the rat on the night that Liam McKee was murdered, and he's due in court with um several dissident Republicans in the in the common common weeks.
1: Now one name connected with the new IRA Derry is Thomas Mellon. Who is Thomas Mellon?
0: Oh, he's a veteran Republican, although he's only in his late 40s from, from the city, from Derry. Um, he's been involved in Republicanism for a long, long time. He's actually on a 10-year MI5 watch list. He was convicted in 2015 of having articles of, of use to terrorists. He was um, convicted in connection with a plot to smuggle uh, communications in and out of the Dissert Republic. wing, a MacGabrie jail. He, he received a prison sentence and he was, um, he was put on a MI5 terror watch list for 10 years. Things like that. They're normally only reserved for members of ISIS or members of Al Qaeda who live in the UK. So it's it's it strange to have them on it. Um Mellon would be the new RA leader in Derry. You would often see him at um at parades, at protests. He's he's quite he doesn't talk to the media, but he's quite prominent. You know, he's he's been photographed coming out of court quite a lot. He's been photographed you know, in, in the Syria offices. He was famously pictured outside um the Syria office on Chamberlain Street in in the days after Lyra McKee's murder, when Lyra's friends dipped their hands in red paint and put red handprints along the along the gable wall of that office, he, he, he was pictured standing there looking on. So he, he's he's well known in Derry. He's on that watch list, as I say, and he was allegedly a former member of the Professional IRA. He was arrested in Donegal in 1999 and charged with charged with offences. The charges were uh, not proceeded with, but he did appear in court in Donegal and back. Then.
1: Karen Barnes, thank you very much. Thanks. This episode of the Belltel was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar. Sound designed by Graham Davidson. The clips were from the BBC, RTE, Channel Four, Sky, and PA.